ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Hi, welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're going to have a great show today. I did tell you I was going to have Jackie Balog on, and and we are friends, besides being that she's an SP practitioner and a trainer. Uh, so we've got lots to talk about, and we said we were going to take you over the edge of it this, this, uh, this season. So this is beyond and the next level. So I want to talk to Jackie mostly today about... Um, the selves, because we're really starting to notice that we this is making a big impact when we do that work with clients. Isn't that true, Jackie? Yeah, um, it, it's just becoming really apparent that every single trauma, every single event, every single problem, every single issue that's coming across my doorstep anyway, for sure, um, kind of leads back to a disconnection to self. And that's the deepest self that we have. That's the core who we are and where we operate from. Okay, I think there was a slight little drop out there. I think you, you want to just repeat the part about the, that last part about the core. Um, I got like that little bit sidetracked there. So yeah, it, um, basically what I had said was that um, what I'm finding working with clients and what I'm finding really getting, you know, further and further into what it is that I'm working with, mm-hmm. that, Every issue, every problem, every trauma um, leads back to a disconnection from the self. So if you will, imagine um, kind of a circuit board of all the things inside of us, self-confidence, self-love, self-worth, self-image. One of those circuits is malfunctioned somewhere along the line. And the traumas are just, you know, they found a way to get in and they found a way to, to kind of rotate around in that and that is kind of where I've been, uh, where I've been led to be working with is reconnecting to the self again. Okay, that's um, very important from what I've seen in my chair also. Um, what we understand is that we're doing something what we call holistic hypnosis, where we involve everything. We're involving uh, body, mind, and spirit. So it's very important from our point of view, if it's holistic, that everything is involved. And we're just talking here, mostly going to be talking more about the spiritual aspects of it, because that's, I think that's what everybody's been interested in at the moment, because we've suddenly put this out there and people are starting to really want to know more. (laughs) Yeah, they do. They definitely, um, people are very curious. They're very cautious, but they're very curious at the same time. And so, you know, as we start to advance into uh, into the world of much more spiritual hypnosis and, you know, um, going further and further and advancing and learning more, um, it's just becoming more and more of a curiosity. And then it's, of course, compelling people to um, to check out what's going on with their own lives. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. I am enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Anyway, because we don't really know, we're, we've been learning as we've been uh, sort of led along, right? Yes. You want to yes. talk a little bit about that aspect of, of everything that we're doing and you're doing especially? <laughs> well, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm doing it especially. Um, you've had a huge part in it. Um, I, I Basically, what, what ended up happening with me is once I got into the deeper aspects of, of learning hypnosis and really becoming a, you know, a a practiced practitioner, if you will, um, because I'm a medium and because I have a lot of energetic background in that uh, realm, I kind of like to combine the two. So I started experimenting and lo and behold, I found that I was able to channel information much more clearly and much more focused. And then with, of course, with working with Inez, um, we've managed to channel a lot of information that has furthered our education, our learning, um, insofar as providing better service um, for our clients with regard to spiritual, more so spiritual hypnosis than anything else. So it's been a, it's been a really interesting journey and it's, it's really um, opened my eyes to just a whole new realm of possibility when it comes to working with people, 
and providing them with opportunities for self-healing. And we say mainly spiritual uh, hypnosis, but from my point of view here, I know even when I'm working with people on spiritual hypnosis, it all affects whatever mundane issues are, are being done. Everything that they come for has an aspect of spirituality in it because of the holistic nature of what we do. But yes. nowadays, it, what it is, though, I have found is that we are actually helping people are coming specifically for more spiritual reasons. Yes, they are. They yeah. are, yes. Um, and the mundane stuff, I mean, if you really think about it in terms of energy, um, energy is all, all combined and it's all one. So how we do one thing is how we do everything. So spiritually, if we've got a problem, then we've got a problem physically and we've got a problem emotionally and we've got a problem mentally. And those are on all levels of body, mind and spirit. Mm -hmm. So people come often come and they'll say, you know, this is, this is the problem. This is what's going on. And, and I'm thinking, well, that's fantastic. You've recognized it in one body. Yeah. Now yeah. let's elaborate on that and find out. And, and oftentimes spiritually um, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that they haven't even considered or thought of. And being able to advance the field of spiritual hypnosis has allowed us the opportunity to give them a much more holistic approach when it comes to clearing and releasing and forgiveness work, and especially healing, that deep, deep level of healing. Yeah, because uh, all that stuff is what we used to do. And when we used to do it, it was, uh, it was pretty good work. But um, this now, has moved us to the next level, like I say. That's what I'm calling this season's radio show. But it isn't just the radio show that's gone to the next level. It's our work has gone to the next level, and the ability to address things has gone to the next level. Yeah, and I think what, what's ended up happening, Inez, is that a, a, a large group of people, a large group of hypnotherapists who are now working in the spiritual realm with, with regard to hypnosis, they've kind of crossed that threshold from fear to curiosity. What's out there? What more can we do? What more can we provide? So it just as a doctor continuously educates themselves or a nurse, we're continuously educating ourselves just in a little different direction, which is fantastic because our clients are getting these amazing results, which is yes. what we want. <laughs> so a little bit more about the selves. I know, you know, the selves for me, and the, the easiest way I explain it is that the selves are everything like self-love, self-image, self-this, self-that. Yeah. It's any kind of self-thought at all, right? Any self-implication of our body, uh, anything that's that has to do with us. Yes. So the way I describe the selves or the self to my clients is that um, inside of us is this innate power to, to stand in our power, to, to be that person that we want to be and to live the life that we want to have um, free of traumas and free of, of negativities and things like that. But when the self is kind of fractured or when it's disconnected in some way, that's when trauma happens. That's when we know that there's an issue that needs to be cleared. The beautiful thing about it is that now we can kind of get deep enough into the soul and into working with um, release that we can bring that self back to a whole again. So just as we do um, when we work with the soul, obviously, we bring the soul back to a whole. We can now bring the self back to a whole and then combine them as one. What I was uh, getting at, and I think that's great, is that the self's implication of it is that every little self that we have, every little part of us that has a self implication has an effect on our life. And we have only ever really thought about, you know, self-esteem, self this, but there's a big, much bigger scope to that. Yes, there is. And um, I think you're, you're, you're getting it. You're getting, you're hitting the nail right on the head. We've only ever thought about the selves in the conscious mind. So what does self-confidence mean to you? What does self-love mean to you? Consciously, we know those words and we understand those words, but at a deeper level, those words mean nothing. It's the actual act of self-love, the actual act of self-confidence. When those things are rocked, that's when we know a trauma has taken place. And that's where we know where to go with our clients 
when we're asking questions to get deeper into those issues. If they're lacking in confidence, we know that that's kind of where we're headed in that direction. We need to figure that part out. Okay, that's what I was going for there because uh, the clients all know stuff in their conscious minds. Yes. And yeah, just we all know consciously. Thinking of it is not having it. Right. And it's just right. like in just our regular work when we do a foundation for them and we set them up for this, most of them have never felt that. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of like um, I, I was talking with I was I was channeling one day and and what it came up as as the deepest self is part of the soul vow that we we that the soul creates before it's born into this into this body. So the soul vow is kind of the blueprint, if you will, of how we are going to live our life and how we're going to walk through our lives. Now the soul is also born. Uh, through the body to come back to live out certain traumas to release them if if possible if you can get a great connection with soul and you can get a great connection with self those traumas are so much easier to release and then they're done so then this life and the karma that is this life is then able to be lived out in a different way so all of that deep deep self stuff comes from the soul and it is given to us in our human lives in order to kind of live the experience for the soul. Yes. I think uh, understanding that is not easy for most people because most people think of things, they haven't felt them. And whenever you're working with the rest of the mind, the feeling is what it is. It's about how you live your life and it's you run it more from feeling than you ever do from thinking. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which is funny because the soul itself doesn't really feel the soul is just an energy source that comes in yeah the human part of us is the feeling part of us which yeah. is really it, it it's kind of a it's kind of a double-edged sword if you will yeah <laughs> i think that's interesting to the people listening because nobody's ever well not that i know who really started to sort of uh, adhere to some of this stuff and tell people about it and it doesn't mean that we know everything because we don't but we're totally open to learning more, so they keep teaching us more. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm currently I'm working on a book. Um, I was I, I've been channeling for quite a long time, and there's a lot of information that comes through, and it's just sitting there. And and I finally I asked one day, well, what would you like me to do with this information? Like, what do you need me to do with this? Because some of this stuff is really out there, and some people just they're not going to understand, and they're not going to get it. And I was told those who will understand or those who want to understand will find it. And now you need to write it down. So that's kind of the next step in my progression here is writing a book all about this stuff. And that's sort of what I'm doing on the show is I'm saying to them, you know, be open to the possibility. You might think it's, you know, Martin had given a, um, an example of that, that one day there was a channeling. And it wasn't you, by the way. <laughs> that was in one of the classes. And... Um, we asked this very analytical student, what do you think of that? And how many percentage of that do you think is likely that it could be just baked? And uh, she said, well, 70%. I'm just a little concerned about the other 30. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then, you know, I come to think of that. I, when I'm channeling myself at times, I'm hearing things coming out of my mouth that aren't mine. Obviously, they're coming from somewhere else. And I even sometimes have a hard time believing the stuff that I'm saying. I'm like, it makes no sense to me, but it's coming from somewhere that I don't know. Uh, it's an energy that I trust, though. And so yeah. it's, it's about building that trust. And, and you're right, being open-minded and, and opening yourself up to a new idea. Um, so even if they're listening and they're not really open to this kind of field of thinking, I'm just um, listen. Be a little bit open and just let it happen. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to change your belief system for us. But exactly. Just, just be there and just yeah. say, well, this is cool. I think a lot of people hear the word spiritual and as, and they automatically think of God or they automatically think of something religious. And um, part of the reason that I'm writing the book is to is get people to understand that there's, a, there's an ultimate difference between being spiritual and being religious. Spiritual doesn't mean that my belief system is better or worse than yours. Spiritual believes that, or spiritual to me is you believe in your beliefs and I believe in mine and you incorporate those things 
into your own life in the best possible way and for your highest good, no matter what those belief systems are. Yes. yes. I you and I are both very spiritually minded. It doesn't necessarily mean that we believe everything the same. Or I tend to uh, attempt, because I'll say attempt, because it's not always easy, is not to have a total belief. I'm just open to the belief so that it can yes. grow and it yes. can develop. But if you get stuck and you say, this is the way it is, it's mm -hmm. not really the way it is because I think most of the time they just feed us stuff that we can understand. So it isn't the way it is. It's only what we can understand. Yeah. I think with spirituality, I've, I've actually had the conversation with a few of my clients where I've said, listen, um, you know, it, it comes, it stems from the conversation. I'm like, listen, can you just, can you put your judgment aside just for a minute and just get curious? Just get curious about what your higher mind wants you to know. That's all and, I ask. Just get curious. And I think don't the ultimate is, that's great. Yeah, the ultimate is that we never tell them what those are. No. No. And they come up with that with their own, you know, that's all by their own inside mind telling them things. We don't go around saying this is how it is <laughs> and doing direct suggestion about it. That's either. true. That's true. That's the miracle of Simpson Protocol hypnosis is yeah. that it is it is truly you to you um, hypnosis. And, and basically people get it on the, on the level that they get it on at the time and that's and it'll grow from there. Yes. And they get it the way they need it. Not we wouldn't have an idea what to tell them. We tell them all this on the radio. This is different. This is out to a population. But mm -hmm. to a client, we never talk about this stuff at all except just being open, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And and most of the time, as you as you can attest to as well, the people that are interested in this type of work are seeking. They're looking for us and they're looking for that. That yeah. next great thing that they that they want to explore, that further depth that they need to get to. And I'm sense, and I've been told on some level too that it's actually more than that that they're just searching. They're actually being sent because yes. they need the work done. Yeah, they I know that. Really are. Freak, let's freak them really out. <laughs> <out. laughs> yeah, there's a there's 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 a certain level of being compelled to to seek out. Um, spiritual workers and energy workers and healers yeah. who are in line with what it is that you are, you know, where you are in your, in your personal journey. Yes, so, I think so. Too. Well, guess what? We, I uh, think we're getting close to a break. So um, I think maybe it'd be easier just to go for a break right now and we'll see everyone on the other side. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back, everyone, to Hypnosis Everywhere, and we're with Jelly, no, Jelly, 
We're with Jackie Bella. <laughs> and I can't talk too well, so I think I'll just pass it over to Jackie. But what I really wanted to know is we didn't tell you. Jackie's been on the show before, and you can go back. Martin will put that up so you can actually listen to the previous show, and that'll help you a little bit. So I'm just going to get her to give a little bit of the background of where her awareness came from. Well, not where it came from, but where the awareness of her spirituality really started to become apparent to her. Well, uh, that started a really long time ago when I was a little girl. Um, I was raised in a Catholic family, and I used to go to church, and I used to go to catechism, and I used to be an altar girl and all that good stuff. I was a good girl. Um, and I did all that stuff. Uh, and then when I got to be a teenager, um, I started to realize that I knew things and I started to realize that I could see things and I started to realize that I could understand things in a different way than most people around me, which was really, um, terrifying at the start. And then I started to, um, I started to kind of, uh, shut it down. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to know things and I didn't want to see, see things. Um, but the funny thing was, is people would come up to me, complete strangers, and they would sit down beside me and they would tell me their life story. And they would tell me all about their pain and all about their suffering and all about their losses and all about their gains. And things would fall out of my mouth that I had no idea where they came from by way of advice and by way of uh, comfort and by way of healing. And um, it, it just, it just kind of mushroomed from there. And then as I got older, um, I, I, of course you radiate towards people who kind of have the same stuff going on. And so I started learning more about what it was that was going on with me. And as I learned, I understood more and more. Um, I had a nursing career, you know, somewhere stuck in the middle of all of this. And um, the nursing career was fantastic in the in, in such a way as that it allowed me to work in this gift that I had kind of under the radar um, of being a nurse. And then when that ended, um, I had nothing really left to give for a while. I, I needed to take a break. And then hypnosis kind of fell into my lap. And of course, then I met UNS and um, I, I, I decided to study uh, Simpson Protocol and really embrace it and really work with it. And the lovely thing about it was I got to experiment with it. And as I started to experiment with it, the mediumship and, and everything else sort of come, came back uh, full, full bore. And all of a sudden, one day it was, well, my something in my mind said why don't you combine the two you don't need to live separate lives of this and this and this combine it all and work in it all together and so now when i work with clients 90 percent of them don't even really realize it but when i'm working with them i've brought in all the energy and all of my own guidance team and all of my own intuitions so that I can give them I can guide them and I can ask them the questions that that I'm compelled to ask to give them better outcomes to get them deeper and to get the healing give them the healing that they've come looking for um, and so far <laughs> I've had some super super um, experiences I've had a lot of people come to me who have just been kind of balled up in a corner and um, and now they're, you know, now they're flourishing. And I've had some really profound experiences where I've worked with um, entities, where I've worked with, you know, souls, where I've worked with, with, you know, talking with powers of that are powers that are unseen. And it's it's really, really, really advanced me in, in the most amazing ways. And um, that's a little bit about me. So well, the interesting thing is, I was brought up a Catholic at the beginning of time <laughs> my life. I'm 66, <laughs> a little longer ago. But uh, the thing things happened to me. I didn't see things. I don't, but I knew things that seemed to be not about other people, but I knew that it didn't quite gel somehow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and, and I didn't quite fit in with it. So as when I became 16, I, I went and learned transcendental meditation. That was my source first foray into the realm of the subconscious. And from there on, it's history. But uh, yeah, that's the way it starts for us. And, you know, if you talk to Gary George and people have listened to his 
shows here on as Grey Wolf, the shaman, he, he tells a similar story. He was brought up Catholic. And then he started to do strange things and he thought he was going a little crazy. Mm -hmm. So I was lucky. I was really lucky when I was growing up because even though we were raised uh, in a Catholic family, um, my mother was very open and and, um, she very much supported me and continues to support me as I grow. And she loves to hear when I start channeling and when I start talking and when I start, she knows kind of, I think the difference between this is Jackie and this is. Oh yeah. Different. Definite difference. I can yeah, tell. And she loves to hear it because you know, it, it's me coming into my own, which, which is what she's always wanted for all of us. So which developed the trust I have in what she, what you channel, because yes. if it wasn't the way that was, I, I would sense in some way or feeling because I do check it out right? When you have somebody come and somebody channels, you're always, from my point of view, you're just going to make sure that it's on the right side. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but once you have the trust and then things really start to work well. Yeah, it's about trusting yourself as much as trusting everything else. Um, yeah. Working with, uh, especially working in the Simpson Protocol, there's this freedom of being able to just ask ask whatever comes to mind. And then there's this trust. You have to trust that you're going to get the answers that the client is looking for or that you're looking for. I do a lot of my own self-hypnosis and I ask a lot of my own questions, obviously. And I trust. I just absolutely trust. Yeah, me too. What I'm getting and these are the answers. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really profound when you can develop that kind of trust, that level of trust and that level of rapport with a client that they're just willing to say, do whatever it is that you do, because when you're, when you're done, I feel better. I don't know why, but I feel better. So Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they don't know why, and some others once do know why. And it all depends yeah. on, on how you have a modality. Some people see things happen in their mind that might be memories or anything else. And yeah. in hypnosis, someone like me can just be there, and I'm in trust, but I don't, necessarily know too much about specifics yeah. i'll get general you know things and, and stuff like that but i have clients sometimes that astound me with the knowledge they come out with yeah i've had the same i've had the same thing happen and i've even had it happen with me when i've been doing sessions with you and i listen to the recordings after um it, it astounds me what comes out of my own yeah. mouth. <laughs> well, you know what? It's sort of a gift for me working with people like you or people who are uh, considered psychic in some way. It's mm -hmm. a term that's quite loosely used, but people who have some great intuition or whatever, it's as if the slight differences with me with working with people who are more not that way, that is that they seem to be able to walk both sides of that world. So it's mm -hmm. a gift. For instance, that they are consciously present and they can put their conscious mind to work and they can, the other part of them is still able to function and is allowed to function. Whereas most of the time with people, they let it be bypassed. And to do that, they have to allow themselves to be not as conscious. Yes. Right? So if I'm not as conscious, it means that I don't know as much information. But working with someone like you, I actually get information from your guidance, which makes my life pretty easy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's also when I'm doing it with client, I still get it. For me, then it's an intuition. And for me, it comes as a, a question comes into my mind and I know that I didn't think it out. So it just comes. So yes. when you understand that, it's still a similar situation, just differently done. Yeah, absolutely. Much differently, actually. I, I don't um, have never channeled anyone as far as I know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's different. I know even for myself, um, I've done, you know, self-hypnosis work. Um, and the channeling that I do, even in self-hypnosis, is, is profound. Um, and sometimes I wish I could record what's actually going on in my own mind. And of course I can't, but it would be nice to be able to. Um, Can you journal it afterwards before it sort of disappears like a dream? 
Sometimes I can journal it. Sometimes I can't. It just depends. Sometimes it's not for me to consciously be aware of. And so it, it's, I know that these, I know that these great shifts have happened and I know that this huge amount of knowledge has come into my mind, but I don't know necessarily exactly what it was. So it is, it, it, it's this fine line and you're right. There is this fine line between um, when I decided that I was going to fully embrace mediumship and doing what I do, I had to choose. I had to choose if I was going to continue to, do, you know, do one or the other, or if I was going to combine the two and walk with one foot in each world. And uh, that was a very conscious knowing. That was an actual visual conscious knowing. But then some other stuff just does, just it just comes in, and all of a sudden it's falling out of my mouth. And oh, I knew that. Well, great. <laughs> I know it's funny question and I didn't even know it so great yeah. <laughs> you know there's nothing wrong there can't be anything ever done wrong because you ask the question and it's either a yes or no and you just move on and Absolutely. so when it's a yes for them something gets done and if it's a no we just that was some well it wasn't needed or whatever and mm -hmm. and it's not our job to second guess that or do anything because consciously I really haven't got a clue about anything yeah. And the other the nice thing the other nice thing about what we do also is that when people come in and they've had great trauma or they're really suffering hard, there's that ability to ask questions in our head. Yes. And that that energetic exchange is is fantastic because the client doesn't have to listen to all of the the painful things if they don't want to. And we still get the answers and we still get the results that the client is. Yeah, that's for. true. Very true. And I think that is what is, you know, people say, well, how can you do that? Talk telepathically. <laughs> you know what? The first time I did it, I think I was chewing my fingernails, but it all came about and it all did everything it was supposed to yeah. do. And from there, you build trust from the first time and you just get in trust more and more. And today I say to clients, every, I'm going to teach you this. I, I'm just going to ask some questions in my head through this so you can get in trust with your own mind. Yes. Because you'll see that you still answer it and you still get the outcome. So you understand that conscious part is really the smallest part of you that needs to be here, present at this time. Yeah, so it's not a trick. It's not a part of trick. No. It's a trust-building exercise, and it's not a trust-building exercise for you or for me. It's for the client. No, and you know, before in class, many times I've had uh, people that talked other languages, Chinese, other things, and they can talk to someone who speaks English only in those realms that we work in. Yes. Because there's no language there. Yeah, No exactly. matter what language you say the words in, the answers come from the fingers. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can do that, why can't you do it telepathically? So, you know, right. for, for me, it's a very small stretch. <laughs> but for the listeners, it's probably a pretty big stretch. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you get the telepathic, you know, you, you dive even deeper into telepathic and, and you, you get into surrogacy. So surrogacy mm -hmm. is all telepathic. And, pretty you know, much. to somebody else's <laughs> higher mind. It's, it's kind of like some people would, would know the words cords cords or cord cutting or cord repair it's basically the same as that your attachment you're attaching your higher mind by a cord to somebody else's higher mind for the purpose of sending them healing um, release whatever it is forgiveness and you know that's been done in the field of energy work forever really. yes yeah, you know yes. distance healing they do it through other you know all those things but um, in hypnosis, it wasn't because most of hypnosis is considered much more um, clinical. Yes. And it's just a word. <laughs> Pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. But just imagine being able to connect um, someone with their parent who is, you know, in the throes of dementia or Alzheimer's, for instance. Imagine being able to connect those two higher minds to just have that exchange. Well, now I've done that on some levels and lately with my own family, it has been not so good. I haven't been able to do that. And there's some kind of blockage to it mm -hmm. because this hypnosis yeah. used to work much better. But it is every, every person is different, so you don't ever know that. I've had uh, students talk to their, their parents in a coma and stuff like that. And, and, and that's because 
they understand that those people are still present there. Yes. You know, and people, all energy is connected. So there when they emerge from the coma, uh, the, the coma, they say, thank you, because they said, you know, I knew everything was going on, but nobody was really in communicating. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's a gift. Anyway, guess what? It's time <laughs> for our next break. So we're going to go to, and I'll see everybody on the other side. We have one segment left. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, everyone. And we are here still talking about all this wonderful stuff. I just wanted to mention, and I mentioned it with Martin on our last week's show, is about how I thought that the mind is much bigger than the brain. Most hypnotists will talk to you about the brain and all that stuff. But I think it's way more than that. I consider everything has to go through the transmitter of the brain. So when I think uh, I can't get to do the surrogate work with someone in my family that has dementia, it means that their transmitter isn't working on some level in there. Mm-hmm. But other people, you we can do that with. It isn't just, it's always on a one-on-one basis. Surrogacy is always on a one-on-one basis, If for one thing, if it's even allowed. You know, so it's always, we only ever do what we can. And we have no choice, because guess what? We wouldn't be too good at doing anything else. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. That's I think that the transmitter, you're, you're on, you know, you, I, I agree with you that, that there, it is the brain um, uh, is a large part of that. Uh, there's more to it than that. Yeah. There is much more to it than that. That's, um, that I leads think us into that. Too, when it comes to Alzheimer's and dementia, I think that uh, contact through the soul. Yes. Or contact through uh, a reconnection of self. There is a there is a disconnection there, even with people who are who are in the throes of you know the the, the, the dementia, the Alzheimer's. Um, but I think that if you can't do it by conventional methods, so through the mind, yes, then there are other ways of doing it. So there's soul connection, yeah. there's self connection, there's all sorts of other ways of doing it, and that kind of is part and parcel different components of the transmitter, if yes. you will. That's um, right. So it is possible. It's just a matter of, of working through. Well, it's the same thing as in the, in the 50s. They used to say, well, we can only hypnotize 50% of the people. And it wasn't that we can't. It was that we didn't know how, right? Yeah, and then we exactly. learned about languaging. And then we learned about this. Now we're learning about what aspects the soul will help us with and what happens with this. And it's a continuing growth. So 
I'm ready to open the, that uh, thing up again about the doing the surrogacy on that person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, we are, do we, we are advancing. We are, we are continuously learning about different ways of doing that. So if we can't do it conventionally, there is, uh, there's different levels of, of the mind. There's different levels of energy in the mind. There's ultra superior. These are all words that most people wouldn't understand, but there's simply levels, different levels of energy. And in the soul, there's all sorts of ways of communicating now with the soul because we've gotten to that point where now we are starting to establish um if not verbal we're starting to establish a way of connecting directly to and communicating yeah. with the soul, which is and, which is and it's also you know that now i i sort of forgot what i was going to say but which <laughs> is quite often happens to me uh but it's gone so profound now that everything is connected in different ways and we keep doing things in different ways and it just happens and then you think well why didn't i think about that before it was so simple well because we weren't there yet mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's i think you kind of hit the nail on the head there we want to keep things simple we don't want to confuse uh we don't want we don't want to you know inundate it with so much information that it's just causes confusion but you're right it is simple it's a simple loop if yeah, if if, it's if, if this isn't working, let's try over here. This you know, one side of the loop or the other will work. It's just a matter of how are we going to make that yeah. the best option for the client. Uh, a bit of a not. We're not judging because we always do. But if we ask and something says yes, then we know. Oh, we can go in this direction a bit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're coming from our judgment is from when the client's telling us a yes or a no, and then it says, oh, if that's true, maybe they need some of this you know <laughs> or whatever yeah. yeah well and your program is designed and as because we ask questions we yeah. don't make assumptions we don't make judgments the elimination of judgment or judgment eliminates you know curiosity eliminates judgment that's where i'm getting to so okay. when we ask a question we can't judge because we're asking a question yes. and the answer is what it is Yes. <laughs> so your program is designed in, in, in perfection in that way because it eliminates judgment completely. The entire session is all questions. And so it basically yeah. eliminates all judgment from uh, working with our clients. And basically, if you use any type of judgment and you're supposed to be doing what I teach, you're not doing it. You're doing something. <laughs> yeah, you're shooting yourself in the foot if, you're, if you've got preconceived notions or, or preconceived judgments when, when a client comes to see you or books with you. Um, yeah, you're, you're doing yourself a great disservice and you're doing the client a huge, huge disservice because they come in with all sorts of things going on on all different levels. And it's not for us to judge that. It's for them to get deep enough that they can figure out for themselves what needs to be done, what they're choosing to do, and how they're choosing to progress from that point on. So, And, you know, there's some interesting things are happening, too, that's not just for everybody, but sometimes you'll have a client come in. I haven't had it happen to me. I've had it happen to some of my trainers or students, is that they seem to be set up to work already, and their yes fingers and no fingers are right there from the beginning spontaneously. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Some people are so ready and willing to release trauma from their life that they are, they're, they're ready before we even are. <laughs> I know, it's great. It's they have found us because they need us and they are ready before we are. Yeah. I've, I've had that experience myself where it's like, bang, they're there. They're, they're yeah. there before I'm even halfway through kind of explaining it all. To yeah, because them. we have made a basic... Um, questions right for for teaching and for people to get started and from there you always bring in whatever comes into your head and it can only say yes or no and then you let it go but what happens now is way bigger than that and yeah. it's just like uh, I love what Gina always says and she's another one of our trainers and she says you know it's a canvas and each trainer and each each practitioner can create the picture and the art that's there Absolutely. That's Absolutely. Lovely. I just I steal it from here. I probably say it wrong every time, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people uh, because because I'm into writing, you know, I say to them, you know, the story of your life doesn't have to remain the story of your life. What if you had an opportunity to rewrite the story of your life? 
and make it the story that you want it to be. And, and people are like, well, that would be fantastic if I could, you know, throw away the book and, 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 and I'm like, well, great, hop in my chair, let's do that. So, yeah. um, and the nice thing about it too, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends who work in the realm of spiritual work and healing work, and they are not certified hypnotherapists, you know, like I am, but they're really interested in the work I'm doing. And so when they have a problem, I'm getting more and more calls now, like, what would you do? And, and, you know, what, what would you, what would you recommend or, or what questions should I ask or what should I be watching for? So it's, it's becoming for me more so a very holistic thing. It's not just about the hypnotherapy and working with clients anymore. It's actually consulting with other healers and other people working in, in spiritual work and channeling information with them and for them so it's it's been a real eye-opener and it's been really an ex- expansion for me so so for people out there who are listening who might not be as quite as open to accept some of the stuff you've said is you know there is a rule in hypnosis and that's on any style of hypnosis or any mundane type or even just direct suggestion yes is that whatever you imagine is just as strong as a reality for you because you know what reality is very changing anyway yes but so when you do hypnosis and you do direct suggestion to set get someone to stop smoking or do this or do that it still has all the same parameters as what we do we've just opened the door a little further mm-hmm. yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, for, for people who are a little bit less adventurous or maybe a little bit fearful of some of the things that, that I would work with, um, I've never had anybody come into my office that's run screaming in fear or, or, or <laughs> oh my God, what did you, what did you do to me? You know, I, I, I very much ask them at the beginning of the session, I explain to them everything that I'm going to be doing kind of you know, give them a basic overview of everything. But I also give them the opportunity to to voice their concerns, to voice their belief systems. And then I simply ask, you know, if, if I can get curious about what's going on, can you get curious as well? Um, and, and nine times out of 10, at the end of a session, all of the things that they really wanted to pay attention to, they know. So if, if it was past life experiences or whatever it was that really fascinated them about the experience with me, that's what they'll focus on. They don't care about the bardo and they don't care about the spiritual stuff and they don't care about the soul stuff. All they knew was, oh my God, I went back to 1792. <laughs> yeah. So for every person coming in, it's, it's a very personalized experience for them. Yeah. And I, I ensure that when I'm working with my clients that they understand that this experience is them to them. This isn't me giving them any experience of any kind. And most, uh, most people will understand that after the first session because the second session will probably be totally different than the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah, not really to doing feel a little bit better and a little more, you know, a little more like they want to be feeling. And then, yeah, they jump in the chair and they, then they're ready to work. They have um, totally different experiences, though, from the first time. So it isn't something that we are implementing to them and showing them or whatever. Each mm-hmm. time will be a totally different experience. Yes. And I don't work with suggestive hypnosis. So mm-hmm. I am not going to be putting any preconceived notions or, or um, truths or anything like that into somebody, else's, into somebody else's psyche or into their mind. I work with the, I work strictly from the operation of asking questions only. You answer the question yourself for yourself. So there's there, I, for me, it's not crossing that line between what I suggest for myself, which may not work for the client. So I, that that's something that I've, I've managed to eliminate. And you know, people in, in um, hypnosis, we always talk about it really regrets, regret, reject suggestions that they don't want. Yes. Most of the time. But in the way we do it, we don't do that. So if there is any type of suggestion that they want to accept for some reason, it's their choice and it happens in a natural way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the only time I've ever had to make a suggestion is if somebody is struggling with um, actually going into hypnosis. And I, then I make yeah. a suggestion to kind of get them comfortable enough to want to go, to choose to go to those levels that will allow them to do the work that they've come here to do. Yeah. Other than that and outside of that, I try never to make statements when I'm working with people. I'm always asking questions and I'm always digging. Um, I just had a complete thought came in and it wasn't mine. Uh, was I was just thinking about Daniel Brinkley. He'd be proud because he. What we show people, I was just thinking about it, is show people that we are sp um, spirits having a human experience. Yes, we are. We yeah. are. Yeah, and Daniel Brinkley always saying it's about getting the soul, the spirit, whatever you want to call that, and the human, the self, like this. Yeah. Once that happens, that human experience can be. Absolutely fantastic. The world is your oyster. The canvas is blank. Please paint it any way you like. And we talk about harmony. We talk about uh, balance. We talk about all kinds of things, homeostasis, all the same thing. Absolutely. Well, all our things anyway. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, those are the thing. If we can get our life in balance, just think how much better that would be. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, when when you ask, when a client comes in, you know, and they've got all this list of things that's that's wrong, yeah. I just look at them and I'll say to them, listen, you already know what you don't want. You don't, you know how you don't want to feel and you know how you don't want to act anymore. My simple question is, what do you want instead? What outcome? What outcome do you want today yeah. that will get you started on that direction of moving away from what you don't want more towards what you do? And that's it. Then it's up to them. They get to choose. So I love that, that they have choice. And I love that I am able to work intuitively to help them get to those yeah, choices. Yeah. But see, I think it's not just that you're intuitive. It's that you're in trust with your intuition. Absolutely. 100% in trust. I think that's Total what trust. makes it. Because many of us get intuitive. And, you know, in the early days, you know, whenever I didn't listen to my intuition, things would suck. <laughs> <laughs> So once that's you start your intuition trying to guide you back to yeah, the path that's right. what so, you want instead. <laughs> so now when you start to listen to your intuition, it just becomes a natural thing and it's it just happens. Absolutely. So many people probably can um, even if they're not channeling, even if they're not a medium, even if they're not even psychic, they totally can trust their gut feeling a lot. Yes. Yes, the energy goes where the the energy goes where where it flows. I mean, if you're flowing at negativity, that's where energy is going to go. Why would you want to go there? Just don't. Well, I have to thank you, Jackie. It's been a great program. Always have fun talking to you. We talk a lot, <laughs> even when we're not supposed to be doing a show. <laughs> I like mine. Interesting conversations over the last yeah. uh, couple of years now. So it's been awesome. I've, I've enjoyed it and I've enjoyed growing with you as well. So. so thank you everybody for listening and listening to the next level of Hypnosis Everywhere. We'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week.